Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and I'm excited to have Michelle Cove in studio with us this morning. Michelle is an award-winning filmmaker. Listen to this. Filmmaker, author, and journalist whose projects have been featured on Oprah, The Today Show, Fox TV, The Washington Post, the list goes on and on. She was a senior editor of the national magazine Girls Life and continues to blog regularly for the award-winning Huffington Post Parents and Girls Leadership Institute. But she's also the founder of Media Girls, which is an organization that teaches girls and young women to harness the power of media for positive change. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm really good today. Thanks. Well, let's let's begin with the why. You started Media Girls in 2014, and I could not believe this. After your nine-year-old daughter almost quit swimming because she thought her thighs were too big or her thighs looked too big, which is such a, for any woman out there, any young girl, it's such a, a common thought or common fear that we have about our bodies and what we're looking. We always want to be the best, the thinnest, the, the greatest. I love that you took that critique that she had of herself and of her friends. You said her friends were coming and saying to you that they didn't like the way they looked or they had issues as well. Can you tell us, tell us what your initial feeling when that happened and why it got you to start this organization? I was mad. I bet. (laughs) That was my first. And I was really disappointed that as a feminist media maker, Mm -hmm. how did I end up in this spot where my nine-year-old girl was basically talking about a thigh gap and that there was something wrong with her? And I think part of the anger was that I had spent 25 years making media and love media. Mm -hmm. I mean, my relationship with media was a love fest. And so I had always been making it, you know, movies and books. And and I loved its power to inspire people and open their minds. And here was this thing I loved doing so much damage. So I was pissed. I I don't blame you. I was reading all about you and all about... Media Girls, I was wondering why and how you got started. And when I saw that, I thought, looking at your history and your bio, she must have been furious. Like, that's to me, because I look at myself as a little bit of a feminist as well. And, you know, being strong, you don't have to worry about being emotional. That doesn't mean that you're weak. You know, being strong is beautiful and everything. And I would be, I'd be the same way. I would be, I'd be pissed too. Yeah, and I, I think what really dawned on me was that, I mean, we grew up with the pressure of media and you're supposed to look a certain way, but it's so young now, you know, that she was nine and that it's so relentless. Like, we would get a break from it. You'd read a magazine or see a movie and there'd be a break. There is no break anymore. You know, your mission, as I was reading, is to basically teach and educate young girls and women to use their social media to lift one another and advocate for themselves how do you do that? How do you teach them to do that through classes, through workshops? What what does Media Girls do for young girls and, and how can people listening if they want to get involved? What is what's in it for them to do that? Yeah, so we didn't start with the social media theme. We were looking at media as a whole. Mm-hmm. 
And I started Media Girls in 2014, and in 2016, we were teaching um, in-school and after-school programming with girls, where I was teaching female college students in Boston Mm -hmm. to run the program talking to girls. And they were the ones who came back to me and said, you know, look, girls could flip through magazines all day long and have fun with that, but that's not where they are. Where they live is social media. And we went back and adjusted all the curriculum so that it was really focused um, where girls live. They're on it for an average of three hours a day. And if you're not finding them where they are, you know, what's the point? Right. How do you think we got here? I mean, I'm I'm 36, so I know that Facebook was created, you know, my senior year of college. I I grew up with AOL and the dial-up instant messenger, and I remember it, and I remember it being a part of my life, but... Why is it so nasty at times for girls? Why is the media and even just social media in general, why is it becoming so hard for people to be kind? And then on the flip side, why are young girls and women so hard on themselves when it comes to looking online on social media? I mean, how did we get to this point? Yeah, my answer is 10 hours, but I'm going to try to make it shorter. (laughs) I, I think it's a real spillover from mainstream media, which has always focused on girls having to look hot and look thin and telling girls and women that's what's most important for you. That's how you get the big win. And that has absolutely spilled over on social media, that there is a pressure girls feel to present a certain way, to look a certain way, to look happy, to look like they are popular, that they have friends. And that pressure feels awful to girls. I mean, the one really great news I have to say here is we've worked with thousands of girls at this point running workshops, Mm -hmm. and they all say this feels awful. They want something better. They just don't have that example or model of what it could look like because media looks just like that. So that's one of the things we work on on with them is what would you like it to look like? If you got a total fresh start and a do-over, you own social media. Girls own the space. What do you want it to be? And that's the exciting part. Can you tell us a little bit about the workshops that you that you do? I was reading through, you know, some of the samples and, and examples that you set up for, you know, after school programs and even maybe some during school programs. Mm-hmm. But can you give us a little insight into what the workshops would offer for these young girls attending? Yeah, the first thing we do is we start with this idea of let's acknowledge that media has a quote-unquote perfect girl. Let's describe her. What does she look like? That's Who great. Is she? I would love to do this. This is amazing. Yeah, and and they can fill a whiteboard. They could fill a room with the descriptions. And getting them to see that media has created a multi-billion dollar story, that this story is about profits, right? It's about selling products to girls. And so everyone assumes girls must know that because they're spending 10 hours a day consuming media. If if nobody hits pause and has that conversation with them, of course they don't know that. They just assume that's what it is. So part one is really tapping into that, wait a minute, like there's a real problem here. Mm -hmm. And then the part where I felt like media literacy was failing girls is if you pull that self-worth scale away saying you have to be white and size zero and have a thigh gap, you have to replace it with another scale. You can't just say to girls, don't pay attention to that or you're leaving a void. Exactly. And so a big part of the workshops is what is the inherent self-worth you own right now and where does it come from? Not someday, not if you work hard, not if you get into the right college, but what do you bring to the table right now? 
That's a good point. How I, many I, women do you know who can do that, uh, right? Not many. Right. Not many. Right. Well, if you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. And we've been chatting with filmmaker, author, and journalist Michelle Cove, who founded the organization called Media Girls, which is teaching young girls and women to use the power of social media for good. Let's get back to our conversation. So Media Girls... Your programming is taught in over, is it right, 12 Boston area schools at this point? Is it about around 12? Yeah, we, we have 11 or 12 partner schools where we bring the multi-week program. We also teach standalone workshops, 90-minute workshops for mm-hmm. girls, organizations, schools, where we really go right into the social media piece. And I also do parent talks where I educate parents on how do we help guide these girls in this very confusing world. I feel like this program should be mandatory in every single school everywhere in the entire nation. I, I Just from reading the little bit that I have about you, I, this is an absolute genius organization. And in the time that we live in now, where it media and social media control Everything, every reaction, every part of girls and and young women's days. What I mean, do you have any plans? This should be nationwide. I feel like you should be it, your programming should be branded in every school, every middle school and even high school in the nation. Do, I mean, do you have any goals to be that big? Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like you should be. Yeah, we it's, are moving toward that. We are moving toward licensing. Um, this real media workshop, real media girl workshop, um, so that it can be national. We want every girl to have this experience. I, I mean, if this were a class offered at my daughter's middle school or elementary school, I would sign her up for it every single day and year that it was offered because she's in it. She's going to be nine years old and she's right in that prime of yeah. being obsessed with it. And I think everything that you teach here is brilliant. I, I want you in every classroom. Okay, done. <laughs> I really, I really <laughs> I'll just quote you do. on that everywhere I go. <laughs> um, and this is great. I, I love this quote from your website. It says, at Media Girls, we know that it's not girls who need a makeover. It's the media. That's a very powerful and it seems pretty obvious statement. How can we start training our brains and bodies to not care about likes and shares and who comments and who doesn't and unfriending. How do we start now? Is there a little tip or a trick or something that, you know, we can do as women and even parents can do or something that young girls can do to start training ourselves not to look at something? No. Oh, my gosh. If there was not hope, I would not be doing this. It would be so demoralizing (laughs) and sad. No, I absolutely. Um, And one of the things that keeps me hopeful is that, 95% of the girls that we talk to can imagine this being much healthier. They can really see it after the workshop. So without that, you know, Mm -hmm. it would be too demoralizing. And I think what we can do is tell girls that they have an immense amount of power, that they really do dominate the space on social media. And they are media makers. If you are using any form, Instagram, Snap, whatever, You are a media maker. And what do you want to put in the world? How do you want to use this big, powerful voice of yours? Who do you want to be? And when you pause and ask girls that, it's sort of a profound question. Mm -hmm. So for us, the phrase real media girl, what does that mean? There's three ways that you can be one. And this is based on what the girls told us, not us lecturing them. One way is to use it to speak up for what you believe in. The second way is to be authentic, to show your real self, not the curated perfect, I've got my whole life together. Right. Right. And I remind my daughter of that. You know, she always looks at 
people's pictures and sees filters and how everything looks so wonderful and beautiful. And I have to remind her, that's not real. That's edited, photoshopped. It is more impressive to show your real self. And in this job, working at this radio station, I have to remember that myself when I we do events or we have interviews and I'm looking at myself doing the same thing, thinking, ooh, it doesn't look like I'm put together well or this doesn't look as nice as somebody else's picture. And I have to remember, you know what? The messy pictures are probably more relatable and that's what I'm going to try to remember to do. So that's, that's right. And that's, I mean, that's the irony. What girls are craving, why they even go on social media, is it's social. They want to connect with each other and they're craving authenticity. So it's not like they're getting something out of the perfect curation. They connect when they're real with each other. So that's probably the biggest. And then the third is to use it to lift up other girls. Mm -hmm. And that's as simple as giving a shout out to a friend who might have tried out for a play or just showed bravery or um, or just telling her that you care about her. She made you laugh. That's so easy to do. And what if you went on social media and saw everybody lifting up one another? How different would that be? I know. It's and you're right. It doesn't take much. And it's such a huge reward for such a small moment to just take five seconds to write or encourage somebody else. Yeah. I, I love it. And, you know, you're not the only one who's at Media Girls. You have extraordinary mentors, and I, I know you mentioned them a little bit. What can you tell us about the women that you have working with this organization? Because I know there are a lot of great women who work alongside you. And what can you tell us about some of the women who also work at Media Girls? It's really inspiring. The college mentors sign up for one year volunteering to go into middle school and teach this. Can you imagine volunteering to go back to middle school for a year? God bless them. Not at all. But they are so fired up because they were the first generation to grow up with this and nobody explained it to them Mm -hmm. and nobody did this for them. So for them to learn in real time and then get to spread it to the next generation is um, it, it is their passionate cause. So we, I think we have right now a waiting list of 50 to 60 college mentors. Do you really? Yeah. You've written many books, but I have to say my absolute favorite is I Love Mondays and Other Confessions from Devoted Working Moms. And this really strikes a chord with me because I always have this debate with my mom over being a working full-time mom and not being at home yeah. every day. And I love some of the quotes or some of the confessions that I, I took from from your site, quote, I stress about falling behind at work when my kids need extra attention or, quote, when the school nurse calls to come get your child five minutes before a big presentation. And I feel like that's my life every day here. Yeah. I, <laughs> we do a lot of events with the radio station, and I feel like I have to always choose. And if I choose work, then I'm a bad mom because I didn't go to every single player. I wasn't there for the morning song that they did. Yeah. You know, and I think I'm, I want to ask you, you know, what advice can you give? Because I always try to tell other moms and people listening to this show, you can have both. Don't listen to other people, but then I don't take my own advice and I feel guilty myself. So what would you give um, to other moms out there as a piece of advice to, to not feel guilty or to feel bad that they work as a full-time mom, but they also go into an office, what would you say to them listening now if they start to feel that fear or pressure of not being able to have both? I'm smiling because it's not so different than what we were just talking about with being real in social mm. media. Tell your women friends. 
open up about it, they are going through it too. Nobody has figured out the quote unquote balance as if that's a thing that exists. Right. And if they have, please share it with me because I, you know, it's, it doesn't it's, exist. We do our the best we can. Some days work gets more of us. Some days our kids gets more of us. And, okay. and it's it's a back and forth. But what we can do and what the book really is a collection of is we can share our stories and laugh and hug each other and support each other. And it is, again, it's another step that it doesn't take much, but just that that five minutes or five seconds of sharing what you're feeling makes another woman like me or another mother feel better that I'm not alone. I'm not yeah. the only one who feels like, oh, should I really quit my job? Should I stay home? Should I? Would I be a better mom if I stayed home? Or am I not a good mom because I'm here? So I think you're right. The message of just take take a second and compliment each other, lift each other up, make your other female friends or coworkers know that you're not alone. It's okay. We're all crazy together, but right. you're okay. You're not a bad person for doing this or this or both. Yeah. And it really just normalizes it. I don't know how many times I've shared that right before an interview with the Washington Post, the school nurse called and said, come get your daughter. She has lice. Uh, oh, well, like that was yeah. my life. We've all been there. <laughs> right. We've it, all been there. That's the point of like that lice call. It's yeah. hell on earth. And we've all been there. <laughs> Many it times. <laughs> oh, my. You're, you're wonderful. Well, if you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. And we've been chatting with Michelle Cove. She's an award-winning filmmaker, author, and journalist whose projects have been featured on Oprah, The Today Show, and so much more. She founded the organization Media Girls, and it's teaching young girls and women, and even parents, how to engage in discussions about the effects of social media and media in general and how we can transform the culture of media for girls and women. Let's continue. In addition to being an author and a journalist, you're also a filmmaker, as we mentioned. Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman. Those are the two that kind of stand out to me. How far have we come in seeing women in, in lead, main lead roles in movies? Am I missing something or are we still really slow? Uh, for sure, slow. I yeah. mean, the fact that it's still leading news, that it is a woman as the lead, is That's like, what I mean. how are we still here? And simultaneously, when you look at the sheer money and profits of Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. It is very hopeful. That's what drives the industry. We'd all like to say it's feel good and doing the right thing and equality. It's money. It's a business, right? Right. It's show business. And so when those rake in, you know, that much money, that makes me very hopeful. That shows that there is an audience and a desire and a need and a want for it. Yeah, and we can hit pause and talk to our girls. So we have a blog post up right now on Captain Marvel. And here are five questions you can ask your daughter. You know, it's amazing she's this powerful lead, and she still looks like media's perfect girl. You know, is that doing some kind of damage in its own? I saw that on your site, and I thought that was a great point to make. Because yeah, it's complicated. It is. Yeah. It is very complicated. And, you know, speaking of that movie, of Captain Marvel, going into the next question I wanted to ask you, um, on the website, mediagirls.org, you mention emotion as something society sort of views almost or viewed as a weakness for women and that we're always taught to control our emotions, sort of toughen up. And I thought it was great because you mentioned in the beginning of the movie of Captain Marvel that they wanted her to hide her emotions or they thought her emotions were a weakness or something similar to that point. And I thought, well, why can't emotion, why can't it be the superpower? Why can't your 
being a woman and having feelings and having that nurturing side be the superpower? Why, why should that ever be viewed as a weakness? Yeah, empathy and kindness and having a heart, how that could ever be viewed as a negative or something to tamp down is right. preposterous. It is. I agree. I absolutely agree. And, and of course, we have to talk, you have a great event coming up. So if you're listening to this and you're getting inspired, because I know I am, I'm literally going to fill out like a job application for you. After <laughs> oh, great. Um, you have a great event coming up. It's called Get Strong Inside and Out. It's on April 28th from 3 to 5. Tell us about the event, what it is, how our listeners can get tickets. I am so excited for this. So it's a fundraiser, but I really wanted it to be a fundraiser that I'd want to go to. Right. Well, of course. That's, that's smart. <laughs> and so we're bringing girls and women for an afternoon of feel-good, positive energy. And it's going to be a combination. We have a jiu-jitsu certified yoga instructor leading a power session. So it's martial arts infused yoga. And then we're going to have some of our college mentors talking about their go-tos on Instagram for who makes them feel strong. Mm -hmm. And getting to see social media doesn't have to be this big downer. It's We can tap into it and curate it so it actually nourishes and feeds us. And they're going to show us where they go and give us examples. I love it. Yeah, I'm really I'm excited to see who they pick so I can grow my collection. <laughs> this is Well, this is great. So it's Get Strong Inside and Out. It's going to be April 28th. We will have all of the ticket info, links where you can get all of the information on the event and where you can buy tickets right on our magic1067.com website. So people will be able to go right there, click the link, and it'll take them right to your site. Come where they play. Can Come join us. Tickets. Well, we are basically out of time, but I want to ask you one more question. If, if you could teleport one message to be with your voice into your daughter's brain every day, some message that you could have play for her in her head every single day, what would that message be? Oh, wow. I would want her to truly own her self-worth, to know it, um, not in an arrogant way, but to know what she brings to the table Mm -hmm. and be able to carry that through the world, which is what I want for all girls. Michelle, it has been so nice talking with you. You really have created something very special here. And I, I do think that media girls, and I'm not just saying this, I think this should be in every classroom, everywhere, mandatory, part of like math, science, biology, and media girls. I think (laughs) this should be in every classroom. It has been such a pleasure talking with you today. Thank Thank you you. so much. Thank you so much. And remember, if you want to check out any information on media girls, you want to take their workshops, I recommend it highly. Just go to mediagirls.org. We'll also put a link on our website. Thank you again for coming in. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you to Michelle Coe for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk to celebrities and CEOs, but we're also interested in your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7.30 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Thanks for listening and have a great day, everyone.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.